Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I D O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. wonderful day or morning, evening, night, whenever you're listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. Today, I have a really fun and interesting conversation with Veronica Clark. And Veronica is a relationship and intimacy expert, the author of To Be Aligned, Getting Clear on Your Highest Purpose. And she was recently featured on the Today Show. And today, Veronica and I talk about co-creativity versus co-dependency, what that is. We talk about creating relationship agreements and this idea that we are not in relationship to fix our partner, nor are we there to be fixed and what that means. And I really enjoyed today's conversation with Veronica. She has a really fun and insightful approach to the uh, information that she gives. I know you guys are going to get a lot of value out of today's show. 
As always, I really appreciate you tuning in, leaving those five-star reviews on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to this show. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, Veronica. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm excited to be here. Today, we're going to talk about a few different things. I'm excited to pick your brain about some newer topics that we haven't necessarily gotten too much into on previous episodes. And I thought a good one to start with would be co-creativity. And you talk about co-creativity instead of codependency. So maybe you could tell us what codependency looks like and why and how we want to work towards co-creativity. Yeah. So codependency shows up in a lot of different ways, but basically it's, I need you to be a certain way in order for me to be a certain way. So if you change, that means that maybe I'm not safe. I'm not okay. Um, I have to change in some way. And that can be super duper scary for people. And, and as you know, uh, codependency shows up in all forms of relationships. And we're talking today about, you know, romantic relationships, but it shows up everywhere. And so I think that like, when we start to, when we start to pull back from this idea of really like enmeshment and I need you to be a certain way so that I can do, so I can feel a certain way or I can be a certain way, then we can start moving into co-creativity. But that requires kind of like a a whole mindset shift, which is really around the idea that when we come into relationship, that I'm a sovereign being, I'm a sovereign whole being, you are a sovereign whole being all unto yourself. And when we come together, like we, we just, we're even better. Like we, we help to magnify each other but we don't complete each other. And I think that that's like the biggest difference between codependency and co-creation. I want to talk about how we can cultivate the co-creation, but first I want to talk about codependency because it's an area that I'm definitely working on in my personal life. I really notice when I'm in partnership and my partner is maybe having an off day or we're, we're not really gelling, right? That these moments of disconnect, it really gets me, can more so in the past, get me to a place of not feeling okay, you know, and it's not a good feeling, you know, no one wants to feel that. No one wants to feel like our partner's upset with us. And definitely there's deeper childhood wounds under those things. And, and I've been able to unpack them. And like a lot of these things, it's a, it's a process. First step is really becoming aware. How and why do we become enmeshed? Why is it so hard sometimes to go, Hey, my partner's having a bad day. Don't take it personally. Can you talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Okay. So if we really think about it, you know, back in like, I'll say my generation, things are changing now, but you know, back in like the eighties and nineties, um, so much of the messaging is to look outside of oneself for the answer. So we're always looking outside of ourselves. So this is, I'm not, and I'm talking about not even in relationships at this point. I'm talking about the answer is outside of you. The guru is outside of you. The teacher is outside of you. You've got to get everybody else's validation to know that you're okay. People in the household, you know, in the families that we grew up in, maybe not everybody was really transparent and communicative about their emotions, or maybe they were overly emotional. So there's this way in which growing up in in the home, we may have to like, hey, is it okay? Am I safe? I've got to look at my parents' facial expressions to determine how the day is going to be. How's my parents' tone of voice? How are my other siblings behaving? You know what I mean? So there's like all of this stuff that is is going on in our programming and our conditioning. So by the time we come into relationship, if we haven't upgraded our own like language around relationship and being able to, you know, get clear and create agreements, you know, with ourselves so that we can share that with our partner, then we are starting to do the exact same thing that we were doing when we were growing up. So 
I I like to think of this. So if you think about the words parent, partner, and pattern, what do the three of those things have in common? I mean, they're all very linked. The parents create the pattern that we bring into partnership. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and right, like the codes are already there. They're all P's, the T's, they're the same letters. It's like the codes are right there. So I love to like draw, draw, I have a diagram, but you're so right. The parents are going to create those patterns. We're going to play those patterns out in the relationships. And so the kind of key, the upgraded key is that, can we go into relationship and recognize, oh shit, you know, my, I've got conditioning. My partner's got some conditioning and things. And so how do we how do we help to like elevate and to heal those? And so that we don't have to keep playing out the same cycle and the same pattern. Right. So, so that's the first piece is the enmeshment and the codependency really comes from the conditioning and the, and the messaging that we have gotten from childhood, from society from church, from everywhere else, like, hey, you, you know, from television, there's something else to complete you. You're not whole on onto yourself. And then again, however, our upbringing was, and that's going to, that's going to deeply influence how we attract our partner, how we keep our partner, all of those kinds of things. The minute that we can start truly becoming aware of that, and then we get to make a decision and we get to choose do I want to stay this way? Because you you can, and people can make it work and people can like have a good life and it could be awesome. And their relationship couldn't, you know, have the typical ups and downs and stuff, but maybe it's not like awesome. Maybe it's not like thriving and rich, you know, like it could be. So it's really incumbent upon, you know, hopefully both people in the relationship to be able to say, you know what? I'm noticing this. Let's change it. Let's dive in and do the work. That's where the relationship agreements come in. I want to talk about those and I want to talk about co-creating with our partner. But first, I want to talk about our relationship with ourselves and getting to this place where we feel whole. And and again, that's a process. It's not like, oh, we're, we're going to become enlightened and we always feel whole and perfect all the time. But there's degrees and we're definitely going to show up better in relationship the more whole we are with ourselves. But as we're we're talking about childhood, society, all these things can can create this outward search to become whole validation from our partner, from society. What are some of the, the things we can work on that we can talk maybe an inner dialogue to create that wholeness from within. Yeah. Well, first I I just, I love that you brought up the relationship with self because that is where it begins. That's the number one piece is that it has to start with ourselves and nothing's going to change outside of us until we change ourselves. So, um, you know, something kind of basic to start with as we're, asking ourselves, you know, and as we start to move into a new paradigm for relationship and for living life is how do I want to love and how do I want to be loved? And we can really start like, really, because all of us are going to pass away at some point in time. None of us is going to be here forever. And we don't know when we're going to go out. And so while we're here, to really feel into that. How, how basically like, how do I want to show up? How do I want to show up in my life? How do I want to show up in other people's lives? How do I want to be loved? And, and if we can start with some of those questions then we can start to, we can start to work. We can start to work backwards because if I know how I want to feel and I know how I want to be loved and I can like let, and then I can also maybe look at, well, some of those limiting beliefs around, you know, can I really actually be loved like this? Is that really possible for me? And then what is it going to take for me to be able to even love the way that I say I want to love? You know, 
like, I'm just going to share a little story about myself, but, you know, I've been married before and, and, um, and I've now divorced and, and I, after getting divorced, I, I really, it was, we got married young and we just didn't have the tools. And I just have so much compassion for the young people that we were. And, you know, I, as I went into another relationship, and I had to really think about, and it took time. It's not like this happened. This was like, this is a process. This is not overnight. It was not magic. It was super messy. And like, oh my gosh, I messed it up a lot of times. Um, thankfully, I'm like humble enough to be able to say like, I, I didn't get it right. And I'm just going to try again, you know? Um, but I, I started to realize that I'm like, oh, I want to, I want hypothetically to be loved, but I don't trust. I don't trust the man. I don't trust. I'm not, I don't believe that I can actually be loved. I don't believe somebody can actually hold my heart with tenderness and care. So in order for me to even be able to attract that kind of relationship, I had to start working on that limiting belief that said, I can be loved just like that. I am precious enough. Someone's going to value me because I'm valuing me. And so I had to learn how to value and trust myself and love myself first. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. When you work full time, have kids and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy. No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code IDO when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month, and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. If you're tuning into today's show, you're probably aware that mental health and relationship challenges are a part of life, but they don't have to define you and you're not alone. If you've ever wished that you could join a conversation with an expert and call into a show in a similar vein as relationship advice, here's an opportunity for you. If you're navigating something messy, call the Dr. John Deloney Show. His show recently hit top five of all podcasts on Apple Podcasts and for a good reason. With a PhD in counseling and two decades of experience sitting with people, Dr. Deloney brings practical advice on how to connect with others, face depression, overcome anxiety, and find true wellness. This caller-driven show tackles real-life issues from relationships to emotional well-being. Dr. Deloney walks alongside people just like you as they navigate tough decisions. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney Show is here for you. Send your questions, leave a voicemail at 844-693-3291 or email askjohn at ramseysolutions.com. They want to talk to you. Listen to the Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website. 
Thank you for sharing that. And that that story and that idea just brings up this bigger theme for me of getting to the underlying feelings that are affecting how we move through the world, how we're in relationship. And it's simple, but it's so complex of, of the example you gave of realizing that that you had this block of trust or that we can't even receive the love. And that's such a profound and deep thing. And we're all operating with different limiting beliefs at one point or another. And sometimes they're so ingrained in us that we don't even realize they're there. And even when we're doing the work, you know, and and that's the work and we can be on some path and, and we read and we listen to podcasts and, and we, we feel like we're moving through the world, like in a pretty healthy way, but then we unlock this thing of like, oh, wait, I, I'm, I'm still a bit closed off, you know, because I don't think I'm worthy of love. And it might just be 10%, but, you know, and it goes to what you said earlier of like, we can show up and things can be okay and we can have an okay relationship. And there's nothing wrong with that. We don't have to be perfect, but what can be beautiful, what we want to work towards is that expansion and just understanding that we are a hundred percent fully worthy of love. And, and that's such a, such a process. And, and it's really our life's work to remind ourselves, you know, because we might feel worthy and then we, we mess up or we, we have a disagreement and we, we snap at our partner and we're like, ah, oh, I'm not worthy of love. I'm, you know, I'm not worthy. And it's this dance. So I don't really have a specific point, but just wanting to highlight that because it's such an important and, and really a profound thing when, when we're able to start unpacking just where those limiting beliefs are, where we can work towards that hundred percent open heartedness and, and being able to receive because so much of relating is not just what we're putting out there, but, but allowing ourselves to be loved. It really is allowing ourselves to be loved. And, and something else is this, this is a lifelong process. And the beautiful thing about relationships, even when they're hard. And even when we are triggered by our partners, like those are always mirrors that can turn us back to ourselves to be able to, um, to see other things about ourselves and uncover these limiting beliefs that we didn't even know were there. Right. Because a lot of the times these limiting beliefs, they are covered up because we want to live and we want to move forward and we want to love and we want to live our best life. So in order for us to do that, we can't, we can't have our limiting beliefs dangling in front of our face and, and still feel good about ourselves, right? To move forward. So this is why it really is a gift to be triggered. Like this is why that, that triangle, that parent pattern partner is so important because the partner and the partnership can help to unveil those limiting beliefs those patterns that are holding us back. And that, and so this is kind of part of that co-creative process. I'm kind of dan- like jumping around here, but if, if, if the people in relationship can recognize we're in relationship for something that's bigger than probably just our sexual attraction. Okay. The universe brought us together through our attraction. Awesome. But our attraction is not necessarily going to keep us here. We've got to do more than that. Okay, what's the sacred agreement and contract between us that maybe our ego minds or personality don't quite understand yet? And again, this takes time to get to. But, you know, what they can start to have that understanding. We've probably been brought together for a greater purpose than what we think, which again might be procreation or whatever that is or companionship. Why are we here? Okay. That's kind of like number one. And then when we get triggered by our partners, if we can start to practice like, hey, we're being brought here together for some reason, don't really understand it. You're, you're really pissing me off. My, my shit's getting triggered big time. I want to blame you. Here's a clue here. Here's something here. Let's work through this. You know? So, and I can, I can kind of get back into a little bit more specifics on that. So I'm just kind of giving an overview. The main thing is know that it's not going to be 
a perfect path. Just be humble to want to keep coming back over and over again and starting over if that's what you have to do. You know, it's like learning this, the self-love, the self-love journey and even learning truly how to love someone else like unconditionally for who they are and not for who you want them to be is, is a journey that we're probably going to be on for the rest of our lives. And like get excited about that. And it's going to be kind of like one of those crazy rides at Disneyland where it's going to be scary and it's not going to feel good and we're going to drop down and our stomach's going to hurt and we're going to get nauseated and queasy and then we're going to get to a nice plateau and we're like, oh shit, I survived that. Okay. And then we get to, we get to the good stuff, right? The, but the whole thing can be the good stuff depending on our, our mindset. And that's the piece. That's the creativity. I just want to say one more thing about creativity. Um, we live in the most abundant, beautiful, creative universe that we can you know, that we, that we haven't even fully even imagined, you know, and, and understood, right? And so the creative process includes destruction and includes chaos. And it's important for us to embrace that and embrace that even in our relationships with ourselves and also with others. And it's in that like disruption and disturbance that a lot of times there's other things that are trying to be revealed so that more beauty can actually be exposed. You know, we want our light to be able to shine out. And so we need the quakes. We need those, what feel like, you know, breaking and crackling and, oh my gosh, my partner doesn't love me. And, oh, I'm not good enough. Can I sit with that and feel the depth of that for a moment and really ask myself, is that true? And and you know, the other thing is, the bottom line is, if it really is true, then good. You realize that that's not the partner for you, hopefully. I love that idea that the creative process requires or can include um, destruction and chaos. And and to me, that resonates for, for anyone that's going through a breakup or, you know, trying to get over an ex. It's like, that is a beautiful thing. It's tough, but that allows you to create something new. And it doesn't necessarily even mean with another person or, but with yourself, it's this new space that we can operate in. You mentioned just briefly about understanding that, you know, we, we're not going to try to fix our partner. And I want to talk about this area in, and maybe you can bring us there by talking about embodying this idea. One, there's, there's two sides of this. One is people that might think our partner's going to fix us, our partner's going to make us happy. And then also, if my partner would only do this, then, then we'll be good, you know, trying to fix them. Let's talk about the, the latter first, maybe, and getting out of that mindset of, of trying to fix our partner. It, it's such a hard place to be, especially if you're self-development oriented, you're listening to this podcast, you got all these tools, you want to bring it to your partner and say, hey, let's do this, this and this. And that can be good. You know, you want to work on the relationship. But I feel like there's a fine line between that and some kind of expectation that that if a partner will just change, then we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a complex one too, right? Because um, so there's a couple things that come to mind. One is that if we are always trying to fix our partner and if we're like really always trying to fix other people, that's kind of the mindset as, you know, I'm going to be happy when I'm going to be happy if, if these kinds of things would just change, then I'll be happy. That's a really good indicator that you're not taking personal responsibility for your life experience. And, and it's a really, to me, it's a cry for, for, the inner, the inner self, the cry for help to say, I want to, I want to be accepted. There's some part of self that's being rejected. And so there's a projection onto the partner that, Hey, you need to be better in order for me to love you in order to be lovable in order for our relationship to work. You've got to be better. I'm doing all of these things. And so, you know, you can go into blame and so forth now. So that's one side of it. 
And it's also true that sometimes our partner is not, they're like not stepping up and they're not holding up their end of the bargain. And, you know, and so that that's what requires a totally different conversation, which is like, are you in or are you out? You know, are you, are you committed to being your best self for you? And then I get to benefit from this, you know, from your best self, but are you committed to that? And if you're not committed to that, then, you know, maybe this isn't the relationship that we, that we should be in anymore. And so, you know, there's, so there's truths in both of those things. Um, The other, the other part of like the personal responsibility piece is we always have a role in, in our experience, like no matter what, because each of us, each of us is going to influence and impact our energy is going to impact the other person. And so when that happens and it's going to happen is that we also have to have a commitment to continuously refining the communication to find the way to communicate that both of us can understand. And, and that is, and that's like, that's important. Um, That's like, again, a whole other podcast episode on its own. Um, But kind of circling back to, you know, the question about, Hey, if I always feel like I want to fix my partner and this is the relationship, then start with self. You've got to start with self. And the other thing is you attracted this partner and you said yes to this partner. And so, you know, now that you see more of them, you know, it's important to start looking at self to see, okay, why did I attract this partner? What did I say yes to? What, what am I upset with now? You know, these start asking more questions, but stop blaming and stop delaying your happiness. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving relationship advice listeners 10% off when you visit Hero dot co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing. And they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie. Their white bread is so good and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family and we all walked to the lake and the only bread we had in the house was hero bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any hero bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab and go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. That's I do at H E R O dot C O. Hey, Love Tribe, I have just a few questions for you. 
I want to know why you are here listening to the podcast. Are you here because you want to stop bickering with your partner and you want to feel truly heard? Or are you looking for ways to reignite your sex life? Or do you want to feel more emotionally connected with your partner? Or do you just long for those fun, giggly moments of connection that you used to have at the beginning of your relationship? Well, over the last decade of hosting this podcast, those were the main reasons people tuned into the show. And we get it. We've been there. So we created our course, Spark My Relationship, because we wanted to put those tools to unlocking a fulfilling relationship right in your hands. We're offering $100 off our course, Spark My Relationship, which is a self-paced course designed to help you create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner and have an amazing time doing it. We've collaborated with over 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you the strategies that marriage therapists teach their clients. So to unlock this special offer of our course, our listeners can visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock to get $100 off. That's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. It's such a difficult thing to do sometimes, but it, it's so important. I, I personally have really been trying to take an approach to point the finger at myself first over and over with romantic relationships, with friendships, because for whatever reason, and, and we mentioned earlier, but maybe a lot of us, I would tend to, to look at the other, you know, if they would just do this, if they would respond to my call, if it's a friend, if they would reach out to, to hang out, like we'd be better friends and I want to cultivate this friendship. It's like, that's the exact opposite approach that we want to have. And when you start to go, well, what can I do? And when we're frustrated with a partner, yeah, sure, there's ways to communicate better and use these tools. But I found it to be really productive to first look at myself and ask, you know, what am I doing? What am I doing here? And sometimes the answer is, why am I still in this relationship? You know, you mm -hmm. feel like you're beating your head against the wall because you're frustrated with how they're showing up. And it's like, why am I still here? And it doesn't mean run at the first sign of conflict or disagreement. But I feel like, especially having been dating for the last three years now, you can get into, I like this term, situationship. You know, you're just in this situation. It's not necessarily a long-term partner and, and that's okay, but things aren't really gelling, but you're coasting along. And personally, I've, I've found comfort in that space and, and maybe a fear of being alone. So I stay. So instead of going, well, if my partner would just do this, this, and this, then we'd be happy. Then I, then this could be a person I'll be in a long-term relationship. It's like, no, I, I, it's interesting how my I would go to that place and instead go, well, why am I still here? What is it that I'm doing? And more often than not, the answers are there. It's not at in the other person and how they need to behave or act. It's why am I here? And then having the courage to go, okay, I can work on this or myself. Maybe it's me or I'm going to step away. And, and this just isn't right for me. And, and that's a whole other podcast, but I found it very productive in, in my own personal life and in a challenge to go, Hey, I don't need to win this person over. I don't need to, they don't need to be in my life in order for me to feel worthy going back to being okay on our own. I'm going to step away because this is not the, the situation for me. It's not that they need to change so that we can be all right. Exactly. That, that answer right there. Um, but a lot of times people are afraid to leave the relationship because of so many reasons. Maybe they think they're not going to find anybody as good as this person. And I'm never going to find anybody who's, you know, going to accept me or love me like this, even if it feels like they're settling to some degree. Now, I, you know, I, I've really, I've thought a lot about that because I've, I've thought a lot about codependency and experience and research that and, and work with, with couples and with women, you know, on this. And so this is, this is where that hook is and that codependency. It really, boils down to a fear. And if we really peel it back even more, it's like this fear, it's a deep fear of like death, right? And annihilation of like, I'm no longer, because that fear can feel so much like I'm going to be alone. I'm going to be alone forever. 
And that fear, the weight of that really ties us back to, yeah, the fear of, the fear of dying, the fear of death, of annihilation. And that might seem really extreme, but if you walk through those doors of what the fear is behind the clinging to a relationship that is no longer serving you, it is, it is tied to limiting beliefs and ultimately that fear of death. And so, so what do we do? What do we do about that? First of all, you have to, you want, you have to want to make a commitment to yourself. When I started, when I went to relationship with my, with my partner, I'd said, we sat down and we've both been Tantra teachers and have been studying sacred sexuality for, you know, over 20 years. And so we've, so thankfully, you know, I called in a partner who was able to have a more high level conversation with me. And that hadn't been my experience in the past. So it's like, you know, I, I had to work towards that. But the first agreement that we made was that my first agreement is to myself, is a commitment to be my very best self for myself and to continuously grow myself so that I have the best life experience for myself. So this is, this is, you know, putting the air mask on yourself first. This is you prioritizing you. And then the, then the next thing is, is when we started to talk about, um, so that's, so let me just stay there for a minute. If that's what, if you make a commitment to yourself to be your very, very best self and you start to choose to, I'm going to keep believing in myself. I'm going to keep loving myself. And even if I feel rejected by my partner, um, I am, I am going to do the courageous thing of of asking more questions. I used to shut down all the time. I was an avoidant. I haven't like, that's, that was kind of like my, like, I'm just going to avoid, I'm going to run away. I'm going to like, that's what I would do for so long. And so for me, the courageous thing was if I really am going to live my best, be my best self and I want to be loved a certain way. And if I'm going to be able to be loved in that way, then I have to be willing to, to stay and to stay in that uncomfortable moment without shutting down. And I've got to be able to be vulnerable and allow the tears to flow if they are starting to come. And if I'm really showing up as authentically and genuinely in this relationship, and I'm not trying to manipulate my partner into saying or being or doing something for my benefit, but I'm genuinely showing up like this is my heart. This is what I'm feeling right now. Then, then I get to see, then I get to have the experience of that, of the other person meeting me. Now they may know how to meet me and they may not. And if they don't know how to meet me initially, we get to have a conversation. Is that person, is that partner open to learning how to meet me? And if, We've had that conversation time and time again, and it just doesn't change. Then the truth is that maybe that partner is not the partner for me. And so that's, that's okay too. And we have to be okay with that because that goes back with that, like the destruction part. Because what else? When I, when I have left relationships, even relationships where I was really deeply in love, I've grown so much and I feel like those relationships helped me to learn how to love myself even more and better. And I have exceeded what I ever thought, like my 20-year-old, 30-year-old self. Like, wow, this is the woman that I've got, I chose to become. And it feels incredible. And that is because of the, because of the relationships that I've had, right? That have helped me to grow. What are some of the agreements that, you could create with your partner. You talked about the agreements with ourselves. What are some of the, maybe some specific examples of agreements we can, we can make with our partner? Yeah. Okay. So the first, that first agreement that I shared about, um, I'm, my commitment is to be my best self that I like to actually write down the relationship agreements and like 
get together, lay out a little blanket with your partner, set up a little ritual space if you if you'd like to. You don't have to, but you know, light some candles and like, hey, these are some things that I I this is the part of the co-creation process. Let's sit down and write out, you know, these agreements that we want for our our operating agreement. Um so that first one really we want that to be a a conscious choice to develop self always to be on the lookout for ways that we are not being our best self. The second I would say is going to be around communication. How are we going to communicate when we have disagreements? Especially if you know each other's styles. One 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 person might be a little bit more needy and might need a lot more reassurance and that that might turn the other partner off. And so that's when they might go into their avoidant and run away because they feel really like, ah, you're being clingy and it's too much for me. So if you both know how each other typically responds, then write that into your agreements of how you're going to communicate when you're having that kind of a moment, right? And so um, another another part of that could be instead of me just shutting down, I would say, I need space right now. And just communicating that. So you can include that in the agreement. And then for the other person, whatever their needs are, it's like they can simply express, I'm feeling really needy or I'm feeling emotional right now. And I'm going to, I'm going to take care of myself in this moment, you know, and then we'll come back together. When, yeah, this one's, this is like kind of nuanced because I'm going to try to distill this and make this a little bit more clear. I think I might be giving a lot of examples. Um, but okay, let's get really clear. So the first part is just the commitment to self. The second I would say would be around your communication. So how are we going to communicate when things get challenging? And how are we just going to communicate with each other in general? Um, what's that going to look like? Try to paint that picture for each other so that if the other person starts to go into behaviors that are not helpful, raging, yelling, slamming, whatever that is, hey, we've got this agreement that this is how we're going to move through that. And that can that can be really helpful to start intercepting some of those behaviors. The other thing I would say is to agree on how you are going to cultivate more intimacy. So not just sex, but intimacy. So flirting with each other and spending time together. So really trying to find ways to prioritize the relationship. And in this, I would say not to necessarily include sex, but just to be able to say 15 minutes a day, whether it's in the morning or in the evening, we're going to lay together maybe lay together naked. We're just going to lay together with nonverbal communication and just be with each other. Make eye contact, feel each other's bodies. So what are you going to do to cultivate intimacy? And then sometimes, although, although people don't necessarily like this idea all the time, sometimes you do need to schedule sex because it is easy to get distracted with work and business and children and all the other kinds of things. And a lot of times, um, sex can end up being withheld and not because we're trying to hurt our partner necessarily, but because we're like, Oh, I'm tired or what have you. But sex is such an important way to help kind of glue the relationship and really keep that like much more airtight. And I know that men really also need to have sex as well for the emotional, that emotional connection. Women oftentimes will need like the emotional connection first before they want to have sex. But that's why that agreement for number three, creating that intimacy, how are we going to cultivate intimacy is going to be so important because that is going to be able to keep that pathway to having sex and to making love open. So make sure that we're saying, you know what, we commit to each other because we love each other, that we're going to come together in union at least once a week or at least twice a week, whatever that is. 
but include that and, and make sure that you follow through on it under as many circumstances as possible. Um, the other agreements, you know, those are, those are a few. Each relationship is going to have their own unique agreements. But those would be some of the most primary ones that I would, I would suggest. And then add, add whatever other things. The other, the other piece I want to say is that keep this as like a living, breathing document. And the relationship is going to change, right? There's life, death, rebirth cycles in every single relationship. And so when you get to a point, you're like, things feel a little stale. What do we need to kind of mix up a little bit here? Do we need to add anything or change anything in these agreements? Let's do that. And and let that be also a beautiful and fun experience for you. I love it. I love these actionable tips for for our listeners and myself to to put into practice. And we covered a lot today, Veronica, and I really enjoyed this conversation. So thank you for sharing. Before we wrap up, can you tell our listeners where they could find you online? And then we'll say goodbye. Absolutely. Yes. So you can follow me on Instagram at Veronica L. Clark. And then, of course, on my website at veronicalynclark.com. Excellent. We will have those links in our show notes and on our website. And again, thank you for taking the time to come on the show. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, And while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge, we really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.